I ever wanted was to have a baby. And then I had a baby and I thought, what was I thinking? And the beauty in that is I had a support system where it was safe to say that. And I know it's just really hard and there's such a variety of thoughts that go on in our minds as new mothers. And we need um, people to help us understand all the changes that come with a new baby. Inform, educate, advocate. This is your source for all things early childhood. From nurturing healthy development to overcoming behavioral challenges and recognizing mental health needs. Welcome to Centering Kids, advice from the experts at the Florida Center for Early Childhood. Did you know that 70% of all new moms experience some sort of emotional sorrow, typically known as baby blues? It's a condition that can become more serious in one in seven women. Pregnancy and the period after delivery can be a particularly vulnerable time for women. The ladies out there I'm talking to know this. Not only is the body going through immense biological changes, but families often go through financial and relationship changes as well. Many women become at risk for developing mental health problems, particularly depression and anxiety. What used to be known as postpartum depression, a debilitating state of depression that can last months, is now often referred to as peripartum depression because it can also affect a mother before she gives birth. Hi, I'm Kristen Tyson, and you're listening to Centering Kids. Today, we're speaking to mental health counselor, Jeannie Dela. Jeannie assists with Healthy Families, a home visiting program designed to help new and expectant parents achieve self-sufficiency. The program is free for families. Jeannie, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about your role at Healthy Families. Um, Healthy Families is a, a, a prevention program. So mothers can sign up for the services while pregnant and have a home visitor provide visits to learn about care and supporting all areas of development for their children up to the age of five. Included in the program are mental health services. I supervise two other clinicians and see moms and babies for mental health services. With our therapists, no topics are off limits. We don't have the village that we used to have, so this is a service that offers support, education, and connection. Being a mom to an infant can be hard, and it's harder alone. And I I just wanna throw in a personal note I'm very passionate about supporting mothers in the postpartum and even in the pregnancy period. And it comes from a space of my experience. And all I ever wanted was to have a baby. And then I had a baby and I thought, what was I thinking? And the beauty in that is I had a support system where it was safe to say that. And I know it's just really hard and there's such a variety of thoughts that go on in our minds as new mothers. And we need um, people to help us understand all the changes that come with a new baby. Very true. Thank you for sharing that story. And I, I think, you know, probably more women than we know 
have those kinds of thoughts where they just feel helpless. And so it's really wonderful that Healthy Families has that um, that preventative type of care built into the program where you're not just looking at the, the child's development and making sure that they're progressing as they should, but looking at the mom's mental health too. Absolutely. And what we know is 50% of postpartum depression symptoms go undetected. Wow. That's a, that's a staggering number. So can you explain a little bit the difference between just, you know, baby blues, as some people say, and peripartum depression? Okay. So, um, baby blues typically resolves within a few weeks and baby blues is a lot of weepiness. I mean, I remember I taking my firstborn to the pediatrician and she said, he's so beautiful. And I burst into tears and, and that's just a real normal, those hormonal changes. But um, postpartum mood disorders, and I'll talk a little bit more about that because it's a wide range of um, emotional symptoms, um, can happen anytime in the first year and when a breastfeeding mother decides to wean her child. And so postpartum depression doesn't always present as sad and depressed. It can present with great anxiety, OCD, and rage. Moms can have strange thoughts about the baby, which are really scary. They may have no intention of hurting their baby, but they have thoughts that pop up about possible injuries. And there is great shame in having these thoughts. And it's why I want women to understand postpartum mood challenges early. Moms can feel so much shame about the many different feelings of postpartum mood disorders. And then so often you moms are told, but you're lucky you have a baby. And they know that, but they also have all these weird feelings and reactions. Yeah, so true. And you see that with a lot of different um, forms of depression, it seems like, you know, people say, well, think about all the positive things you have going on, or, um, you know, just focus on the the good things and not these other feelings. But, you know, it's hard, it's easy to say that, but harder to actually do that when you've got a disorder like this. Yeah. And I think that contributes to women not speaking up because they feel like I shouldn't have these feelings, but feelings are feelings and it's about learning how to deal with them. Now, would you say this is more, um, you mentioned the hormones. Is it um, more an extension of that or really just, you know, the pressures or? Um, yes, you know. all of the above. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important for people to know that there is a biological component and there's huge changes in the hormones, um, but it's also a very stressful time. You're not sleeping. You're scared to death about taking care of a baby, whether it's your first or your fifth. You know, your partner's stressed out. You may not be eating. You may not be showering. There are so many things that can contribute to it. Uh, All very good points. And what would you say are some of the warning signs when you would recommend that a new or expecting mom should seek help? Well, um, I think it's important 
that um, if a mom is feeling sad, anxious, or angry, and just not feeling like themselves after about three to four weeks, um, any thoughts that the baby or family would be better off without the mom, thoughts of self-harm, thoughts of wanting to run away, uncontrollable rage with family members, OCD or intrusive and repetitive thoughts, those, those are really the hallmarks of, you know what, this is more than the baby blues. I'm wondering if there's a way that women could be more informed about this you know, dis disorder and how or when they should seek help. Um, what would be some ways that you would think that women could find out, you know, do I have this issue? I think, you know, nobody researches more than a mother having a baby. And so fortunately, there's a lot of information out there. But I also think um, including information in childbirth classes at all the hospitals that provide childbirth classes. We're very good in the Healthy Families program about doing assessments and keeping track of, of um, our participants' mood. Um, probably the, the biggest way we can make sure moms get information about this is through their um, uh, prenatal care with their um, uh, OB or midwife and um, also with the pediatricians. You know, most moms see their OB somewhere between six and eight weeks and they say, see you next year. I mean, I remember that with my OB. I'm like, but I'm gonna miss you. And he's like, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> but the pediatricians see these moms on a regular basis in that whole first year. So, um, you know, the pediatricians giving out this information is really helpful too. That is a really good point because um, you do see the pediatrician more often once you have a baby. And I know I remember having a phone call, you know, late at night and thinking something was wrong with my baby and the pediatrician was not very nice to me. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, thinking I'm an overactive new mom. And then I was afraid to call him for anything. So having someone that would be more accepting and understanding would have been nice for me personally. So I can imagine for other women who maybe have more severe issues. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that um, we want to highlight today is that Jeannie, you are not only a therapist, but you are also a trainer for the Florida Center's Training Institute. I know you have training on postpartum depression or perinatal depression um, coming up this spring. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, the, the training is um, basically about understanding the different um, types of postpartum mood disorders and how they present, uh, risk factors, red flags, and um, treatment options to discuss how we can help moms with this. Do you think that other family members could benefit from, from counseling as well, or is it primarily the mom? Yes. <laughs> Fathers experience postpartum depression, and what a lot of us don't really think about is that dads don't really become a dad till the baby arrives. And, you know, it's really most dads, it's interesting, become much more proficient at being a dad at about 
um, nine months. Isn't that interesting? So um, yes, absolutely. It is important that um, dads get the help that they can. It's exhausting for everybody. And you know, grandmothers and grandfathers and partners and everybody can learn about what's the best way to support these women um, and dads because so many new moms and new dads have that moment where they look up at the sky and they say, what have we done? <laughs> yes, that's true. And we want to make sure that they are prepared as, as much as possible for this journey that they're going to be taking for many, many years to come. Is there anything more that you want to add about um, the peripartum depression or mood disorders? Yes, there's a fabulous um, uh, program called the Postpartum Support International. And they're leaders in the world of postpartum mood disorders. And I want to share their motto. And I share this with every mother that I work with. You're not alone. Other mothers experience this and connection and support will help. You are not to blame. You did not cause this. This is not a reflection of your ability as a mother or father. And finally, with help, you will be well. All symptoms are treatable and it's a sign of strength to reach out and it will get easier. That is perfect. I love that. And where could people um, sign up for the training that you're going to be doing? It will be online, right? Yes, it's at the FloridaCenterTraining.org. Excellent. Well, we look forward to having more valuable information from you um, on upcoming episodes. And again, if people are interested, go to FloridaCenterTraining.org to learn about this upcoming training and the many others that we have to offer, which are virtual, some in person, so you can just visit the website and see for yourself what is available. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Centering Kids. You can visit the Florida Center for Early Childhood online at www.thefloridacenter.org to learn more and subscribe to this podcast. Have comments or suggestions for a show topic? Email us at podcast at Thanks again for joining us for Centering Kids, where early childhood experts give you tips and tools to help center children, foster their healthy development, and build stronger families.